0: welcome to Outpost of Heaven, the podcast. This is Emily.
1: And I'm Andrew. Thank you so much for joining us today.
0: Yes, before you do anything, pause. Well, don't pause yet. But make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast so that you can be updated whenever we have new episodes. Mm-hmm. And then when you're done listening to the episode, go ahead and leave us a rating and review. We yes, love that.
1: We would greatly appreciate that. Also, uh, so this is part two of a conversation we had with uh, my brother and his wife. Uh, so if you are, are fine just jumping in to you know, halfway I don't through think, a conversation.
0: Yeah, I don't think you really need to know anything to listen to this. Yeah. This one is, yeah, you really don't need to listen yeah. to the first one. Of course we want you to, and you'll gain a lot by doing so. Yeah, And you'll get to know them a little bit more.
1: And this the second part is more focused on how their relationship with God has changed since becoming parents Mm-hmm. 8 months ago. Yeah. at this by the time we recorded this. Uh and the first episode is more kind of light and like how not not light I guess, but like how their relationship with each other has changed, how they have changed personally.
0: What they think about each other's new early parenting. Yeah. It's kind of kind of funny.
1: Also, as a matter of business, we know that mm-hmm. with everything going on right now in the world, especially in in our country in the United States, uh there Everyone's talking about racism and about the divide that, yeah. and about police brutality and all of these very difficult subjects. Um, we didn't feel like we were ready to record an episode yet. We're just still gathering our
0: own thoughts and our own emotions, and so we want to be ready to talk about it. Yeah.
1: Um, so just letting you know, we're not like purpose purposefully being like not relevant or being irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to talk about this issue, uh, but we had these uh, these episodes recorded and we had released the first one before it started a lot of, I mean like, yeah I mean, for a lot of this happened yeah. um or before everyone started only talking about this mm-hmm. issue so we're going to talk about that but on some other news kind of on this topic um we have decided to start a youtube channel for the podcast uh, we're not going we don't know what format that's going to look like we think yeah
0: we really don't know we're not I don't think we're going to be like videoing us podcasting.
1: Not frequently. Maybe every now and again might be fun. But
0: But it's just going to be like a good hub for any videos we do make.
1: Yeah. So the YouTube channel is going to be kind of like a repository for any projects or things that we're working on with the same purpose as Outpost of Heaven, the podcast, but kind of more general and not specifically tied to the podcast right. if that makes sense so for instance we just start we recorded our first roundtable emily actually wasn't there no i, I did uh, not but listening. we we recorded uh, uh an online roundtable with five of us talk when we each have we come from different backgrounds and we're different races and we have different uh, education levels different jobs okay. and all those kind of things so we're from very different backgrounds and we talked about this issue in a very open and frank way, and we disagreed on some things. Um, this
0: issue meaning the whole racism, right? Police topic brutality,
1: right now. Yeah. Um, you know, white privilege, all that stuff. And so, uh, we talked with people who disagree with it, people who who disagreed with some of those things, some people who agreed with those things. And people in between, and so we had really civil conversation, which was my goal with the with the roundtable was not necessarily to come to a specific conclusion, but to show people who disagreed with each other having a civil conversation about it, because I think that's what's really missing in mm-hmm. our society right now. Sure. There's no room for love, and there's no room for listening. There's only room for quote unquote listening. If you're listening to certain agendas or to certain narratives, if you want to listen to another narrative or a narrative that, that doesn't, you know, is not lockstep in line with everything else that's being said in the media, then you're you're, not listening. Then you're a terrible person and then you're being violent and all these different things. When in reality, humans are so much more nuanced than this. And we try to capture that a little bit in our round table. Um, so if you, we haven't launched it yet, but it will be up soon. Follow us on our Instagram page if you want updates on that.
0: Mm -hmm. It's just at Outpost of Heaven.
1: Yep. Yeah. So I think that's it for that. So, So and there's the business. Oh, and we are, we have an episode in the works with a couple, um, ecclesiastical leaders. And so Mm -hmm. we're gonna have a, a white ecclesiastical leader and a black ecclesiastical leader kind of talking about some of these issues and talking about, uh, how we can mend the divide between white Christians and black Christians. Because historically, there's been a divide between those two churches. Mm-hmm. And we need to mend that divide, especially right now. So I'm really excited mm-hmm. for that episode. We don't know how soon we're going to get it up, but it's in the works.
0: Yep. All right.
1: Okay. So without further ado, we're going to get back to Logan <laughs> and Anna's conversation, <laughs> yeah. which is so much lighter.
0: It's Yeah, It's it's uh, so good. You'll love it.
1: Yep. And probably more enjoyable than these like gut-wrenching topics
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) anyways enjoy guys okay so we want to talk a little bit about and you already kind of did logan but um your relationship with god has it been affected by having kids at all i would say yes yeah Period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, good. I mean, I agree. I agree. It's like general question, Well, general I didn't answer. want to be like, how has this changed? And you're like, what do you mean? It hasn't changed at all. So, um, so how, has that, how has that change been for you guys? Do
2: you want to go first?
3: You can go first.
2: I talk a lot. So, I mean, I can go first. That's fine. Um, to answer your question again, mm-hmm. yes. Um, it has changed in a lot of ways. Mainly... When I thought I was doing really well um, before, like, whenever I was growing up and before my mission and all my mission, that type of stuff, I always thought I was doing pretty well. And so, like, I thought Heavenly Father and I were, like, yeah, I thought he was always like, yeah.
3: That's and then so I had a,
2: a baby. And then now I'm like, this, this is how you must feel about me. And he's like, <laughs> yes. God's like, nah, oh, man, this. nah. <laughs> like, the other day I walked in, I changed Joseph's, di- Joseph's diaper. Um, and I turned around to, like, get a onesie or something, and I turned around, and he had crawled over, completely naked, (laughs) over to his soiled diaper and was sucking on it.
4: (laughs) Oh, God. At
1: Um, that moment in time... On the soiled (gasps) part of said diaper or on, like, the... He
2: had peed through it, so...
0: It was gross. Okay, at least it wasn't poopy.
2: Yeah, at least it wasn't poopy. That's That's
0: right. That's really gross.
2: But he, like... (laughs) He he, it, he's starting to like do this sit up thing where he sits up and he puts one knee under him like he's taking a knee and then he like <laughs> brings stuff to his face and if and he I just turned around. And
1: boy has a big mouth, so there was a good a goodly size. You
2: know that boy just that drank diaper was in his head. mouth. He was just like. <laughs> 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 like,
0: like a big cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah, like, he,
2: like a fat dude with a cheeseburger. And his tongue, was it was just nasty, okay? Yeah. Like, and oh, I looked at the- him and I was like, <laughs> Really? Like not, I, I went over and took it out of his mouth immediately. And, but then I was like, are you kidding? Like, why <laughs> would you do that? And he does that with everything, so he didn't know. But I was still like, how what In what ways, in Heavenly Father's eyes, does he look at me and I'm sucking on my diaper?
4: Yeah. Like my soiled diaper, you know?
2: Like, what? Yeah. How does that... Hold
1: on. Let, no. let us... We just need to frame that again. Logan... <laughs> right, so like, quote from Logan. Or open quote. In what ways is Heavenly Father looking at me sucking on my own diaper? Close quote, Logan Jordan. Okay, there we go. Honestly... That's oh, yeah. the name of this episode, I think.
0: Sucking on my own diaper. <laughs> in
1: what ways is Heavenly Father looking at me sucking on my own diaper?
2: Soiled diaper.
1: Oh, soiled right. diaper. You yeah, have to add that in. That might be too long. We'll have to change it up.
2: That might be a really <laughs> long long title. Oh. But And that
1: face when you were talking about it, it made me think of, um Oh, what's the kid from the Goonies who did the truffle shuffle? You know what I'm talking oh about? Oh my goodness, yeah. yeah. The, I
0: never saw the Goonies.
1: We, that was like one of the the, video, the DVDs we had in my dad's chunk. truck. Chunk? I think so. Yeah, I think it was Chunk. Anyway, in, sorry, in my dad's truck, he had like six DVDs and one of them was the Goonies. And so we watched it like on repeat.
2: When we all were the, the time. Truck. Okay. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Um,
0: I feel like I have that same thought all the time. The, the kids do something really dumb and I'm like what are you thinking? And then immediately I'm like oh Heavenly Father probably says that to me all, all the time. The time. <laughs> yeah exactly. What are you thinking?
2: <laughs> I, I, that's, that's probably one of the main Why things. Why would you hit your sister? <laughs> <laughs> exactly Like, and, and that goes into a lot of really deep things that I've, I've talked about like me personally spiritually in what ways is Heavenly Father like mm-hmm. okay come on like what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Why are you doing that? And it's not like I'm doing anything, like, terrible.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I don't have anything I need to go to the bishop for or anything. But there's, there's just so many things where I'm like, I could do so much better.
0: Mm-hmm. So you're more self-aware. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I'm really self-aware. And I try to take a moment and just comprehend that situation. Yeah. Um, and then I have one more, but I do you want to go? you have anything?
4: Just finish. Okay.
2: Know. Well, actually, keep thinking about that, and I want to ask you a okay. question along the
1: same, along the same topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, what aspect of Heavenly Father do you understand better because of your motherhood over the past eight months?
3: Probably his infinite wisdom and grace towards his children. Um, just like in all of the mistakes i make being a mom like i look away for a second and he's charging towards um the cords <laughs> so i have to run and into the wall get him <laughs> or he's eating something that he shouldn't from the floor that fell off the table or just all the things or like
2: most of the things involve him putting something in his mouth. He's <laughs> at <Yeah. laughs> that phase. It's like <laughs> yeah. I look
3: away for one second and then look back and I'm like, oh, goodness. But then I'm, I recognize that he's a baby and he doesn't know that. He doesn't understand. So I give him grace. I give him the benefit of the doubt. And so many times I'm sure Heavenly Father feels that way about his own children and how he gives me so much grace throughout the day and every day. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: So. Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. That was really good.
3: Thank you. That was very
2: good. Um, Going back to that one other thing, um, Heavenly Father's timing is incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, Like we as parents have ideal times for our children all the time during the day. Like, we have times where we want How? All time. All time. All the time. Um, we have specific amounts of TV we're okay with them watching, or bedtimes, or when we want Mat-time. them to eat. Like, we... His timing... And we have that planned out. And the kids don't always recognize that. Um, Joseph especially doesn't recognize that, because I don't think he recognizes very much right now. <laughs> um, well, yeah. But he... For me... This is kind of specific, but so I'm in flight school. Um, The aviation industry is nuts right now. Um, I had the opportunity, I got back from a mission five semesters ago in college.
1: Has it only been five semesters ago?
2: Well, five like spring and fall semesters, I think. I don't remember. Winter or fall? Well, before I got to Utah State, which I got there in spring of 2019. So yeah, it's been several. But okay. um, before I decided to go to Utah State um, and pursue aviation, I had five semesters um, where I could have gone back and started. But when I first got back from my mission, I didn't want to do aviation. I was too worried about different aspects, um, especially the family life. I wanted to be home. And then several things happened. I was trying to play football and none of that worked out. I was trying to play football in college. None of that worked out. I um, tried to... Do several things and then we ended up getting married um, so those things in college like didn't work out and then I was doing online school working full time because we needed some different benefits that that job offered um, and then Heavenly Father was like this is what you're gonna do but that whole time I had no idea what I was going to do
1: and you went to four other universities before, five
2: including USU no so I went to now in Zion College I went to, um, and BYU Salt Lake Center, Mm -hmm. and then I went to Weber State, and then I went to BYU Idaho, and then I took, um, it was like an online class through UVU. UVU? I took one online class through UVU. Um, so I went to, I did, I was enrolled at five universities, um, or colleges. And finally, after all kinds of different things, I re, we received the revelation we were going to go to Utah state and I was going to go into aviation. Um, at the time I had no idea why the timing took so long. Mm-hmm. Why it's on like, earth? Why it's been my go passion. To five yeah. <laughs> like, why would I go to five universities? Why would I? I withdraw from, I didn't, I wasn't really caring about what I was studying, I wasn't very good because I didn't (laughs) care, Um, and it was very frustrating because I felt like those semesters and that time was not wasted because I got married and that type of stuff. But like educationally, I could have done so much more, and now the aviation industry is turned upside down. No one knows what's going on. Different airlines are basically saying different things and it is a terrible time to have just gotten hired on with an airline. Mm-hmm. If I would have come back from my mission and gone to Utah State and gone into aviation, I would be in that exact spot
4: mm-hmm.
2: timing wise. Yeah, We uh, we were talking about that today. Um, I would be exactly where there's
0: like needing to be hired. But but to be. Not. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or
2: like they just got a job mm-hmm. and they are now they're all this debt, Getting and furloughed. they need to pay it off. And, and they they're it. not furloughed yet because the government said none of the airlines mm-hmm. could do that. But on October first, it's all going to go crazy. They're they're expecting airlines, some airlines to be bought out. They're expecting airlines to cut off lots of pilots. They're also some are saying that it's not going to be as crazy. But it's a terrible time to have just gotten hired on with an airline. I'm in a good spot because I still have like. Two years of training left. Mm -hmm. And so by the time I'm done with my training, everything should be back to normal. And that is a huge blessing in my mind. Because what if I had all that debt that I need to be paying off and I couldn't find a job? Mm -hmm. And so I, in two years, will be in the same spot. I'll have all that debt, but I'll have the opportunity to get a job and to pay it all. Yeah, and
1: a more clear understanding of what Mm -hmm. the industry is going to look like. And so you can pick a job that's going to be able to yeah, support your family. Exactly.
2: I was wanting to go to the airlines, and now I'm having a different thought process on how I want to get to like a cargo company, like that type of stuff. It's all, it's all based on Heavenly Father's timing. And at the time, I had no idea why it was happening the way it was happening, and I wasn't satisfied with how things were happening. But right now, everything's happening, and everyone's talking about how crazy everything is, and I'm like, honestly, I feel good.
0: You're like this is great timing yeah. for this me. This is good. Like this is good
2: timing. <laughs> yeah. I know that I'm doing what Heavenly Father wants me to be doing, and I mm-hmm. know that this. Like I, now, I can see obviously he he does have a plan for me in aviation. Yeah. And now I can just do my best and work and keep following His guidance, and I'll, I'm going to be good. Yeah. My family's going to be taken care of, which is an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. I think I have one more question. Hon. Do you have any more?
0: Um. Well, wait. Did Anna answer? Who went first?
1: Logan went first and then and Anna, then, then Logan went okay
0: saying. yeah that's right okay
1: so do you have another question
0: no I'm, I don't actually yeah
1: okay so my question kind of bringing it back down to like the you know surface level uh, I know it's very common in parenting and just in, in life in general when things get rough to become frustrated at Heavenly Father or to feel frustrated Mm-hmm. Uh, at the plan, maybe you don't even like to say you're mad at God, but you're mad at the plan, or you're mad at the way things are, and so you're basically mad at God, but you're not allowing yourself to f- say that you're Such mad at a him. Good point. um yeah. And sometimes we feel really guilty for this, mm-hmm. but it's important to be genuine in our feelings because Heavenly Father knows if we're <laughs> mad, and we're, He knows if we're. You
0: can't hide it from Him. Yeah, you can't yeah. hide
1: from Him. Yeah. And so. Uh, While the goal is to not be mad at God, (laughs) uh, we also need to be genuine. So, have you experienced that? Have you been mad at God or mad at his plan during your experiences as
3: as parents? Um, I will say I have. (laughs) (laughs) Just with my struggle with postpartum and also pre, like, as I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. It was just a hard year for me, actually and i was so bitter and like kind of like a teenager where i hate you like why are you doing this to me <laughs> <laughs> like i really was i was really angry with heavenly father and then being able to see um, like humble myself a little humble myself a little bit more to recognize that he's doing it because he loves me enough to let me grow Mm -hmm. Um, and that I wasn't alone and he was carrying me Um, and I remember um, back to a time when I was pregnant it was a really hard day Um, I was puking the whole day And it was my third trimester. So you shouldn't be puking at all. (laughs) And I was. She puked
2: the whole pregnancy. But that day
3: was really rough. And I was puking the whole day. And all of a sudden I was just like, why are you doing this to me? And (laughs) (laughs) what is happening? And then I was just worried for some reason. But then I remember promising Heavenly Father that I would go through hell and back for my baby. And I really have I've gone through hell and back and I will do it again in a heartbeat so that my baby could be here with me.
2: I think we could wait just like a couple more months. It was also I mean it was also a tender mercy that you were puking because you knew that everything was still okay with the baby. I mean there were a bunch of times where she would call me and she's like, oh, is something happening? Because he wouldn't, like, at first he wasn't kicking around or moving around a lot, but then you'd puke and you're like, okay, <laughs> everything's still okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, what was the... question was... Uh,
0: how have you been angry with God through this and, like, how have you overcome it? Overcame how you... overcome is you not... That's it. not <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm really tired of it. I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: I don't i don't know i mean i have been angry with heavenly father in the past mm-hmm. um i've just had a re- a lot of really hard i went through some hard times before my mission that i learned uh, and then i was just kind of really emotional and clouded my my learning capabilities and then on my mission it was just like boom, 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 boom. He was like, you're going to learn this lesson. (laughs) And so I would get really upset with him um, at different times in my mission. Like there were different times where everything was looking great and then all of a sudden everything would be, like the whole rug would be Mm -hmm. swept out from Mm -hmm. under you. Um, I feel like sometimes uh, there's this character relationship
1: in a lot of movies or books or TV shows where like one person in the relationship understands that like the other person in the relationship never acts like they're mad but knows that they are actually mad mm-hmm. and so that the, the the person in the relationship who knows that the other person's mad at them is like like pushing them saying like just yell at me yeah. i need you I to, need yell to yell at Jesus. me so we can deal with these feelings yeah. because you're shutting up too much and i we can't talk we can't do anything because you're lying your, to me and you're lying to yourself mm-hmm. and i feel like Sometimes God does that with us, where He's just like, "Like, you just need to be mad because I know you're mad. You're lying to yourself that you're not
2: mad. Let's just get it out in the open so we can <laughs> deal with it and move on." Exactly. I mean, it's a, it's a solid point. Whenever I would now, at, at the time and when all of that stuff was happening, and then now when I do happen to somehow get mad at him, because I don't really get mad at him all the time, um, I would feel really bad. I would feel, like, really bad. And I was wondering, like, why, what are, what's the reason? Like, yes, he is God, and Mm -hmm. we should get mad at God. (laughs) But, like, what's the actual reason? And it's because he is our literal father in heaven. Like, Mm -hmm. we get mad at our father on earth all the time. I mean, just the other day, what did did Hiram say when you were putting him to bed? Oh, yeah, well,
0: he got mad at me because I was irritated at him, and so he, I walked out of the room, but I still heard him talking to Ruth, and he was like... Oh, she's such a mean mom. <laughs> and I just started crying. <laughs> like, <laughs> so that was that story.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean thank you for sharing that. Because it <laughs> helps me say what I wanted to say. But I mean there's several times where we do things or say things that I'm sure upset him and can hurt his feelings if that happens. I don't know. But I think he, I think it happens. I think it happens. I would I would assume so. Yeah. Um but at least make
1: him sad and nothing else we'll, we'll
2: yeah i don't i in the times that i have been upset with him now that it's happened a lot in the past now looking at it it's more so like what did i do wrong mm-hmm. like not like asking why me but it's literally like okay let's take a step back from the situation usually it's after we've gotten into an argument or the baby's just been screaming and I'll get like upset with him and I'll be like, stop screaming. You're, <laughs> you're fine. You don't need eight more ounces of formula. You just had 10. Okay. But, and it's most mainly it's like, okay, whoa, I need to calm down. Take a step gotta back. Snowy roll. Yeah. We just got to take a step back. Usually whenever I'm getting frustrated with everything and the, usually taking it out on Heavenly Father after that I, I just take a step back and look at it and be like okay this is where I went wrong here this is what I need to learn and then I repent mm-hmm. because you always feel bad about it after yeah I mean yeah
0: yeah what do you think Andrew do you have an experience where you've been like angry at God parent related
1: parent related Um. I think I've gone through different phases of progression. um, And I feel like each phase of progression kind of culminates with the father kind of pushing me to the edge where I'm like so frustrated that this principle is the way it is because it's so hard. Mm -hmm. Um, So one thing that comes to mind recently that was a principle I felt like didn't really fully click and harmonize with the rest of my testimony uh, was, or until this moment, was a frustration that um, we can't hold ourselves, or we can't hold others to the same standard we have to hold ourselves to. Mm-hmm. So, like when like we have to hold ourselves to very high standards when it comes to uh, like what we allow ourselves to do. So we can't make excuses for ourselves if that makes sense. So we have to be it, there's a really fine balance, and I don't want to talk about this too much because I don't want people to misunderstand what I'm saying. Uh, But basically, the standard for ourselves has to be higher than the standard we have for other people. It's like the Savior had a very high standard for himself. It was like, the highest standard you could have for yourself was the the standard that Christ (laughs) had for himself. But that wasn't the standard he gave, or he had for other people. Mm -hmm. And the standard that he had for, or he expected Simon... Peter to have for himself was not the same standard that he expected Peter to have for other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, so, and that kind of paradoxical nature in the way we interact with, with heaven and with those people around us and with our children uh, is, was very, it was frustrating. It was like, why, why do I have to hold myself to this super high standard? Uh, and, Yet at the same time, not hold other people to that standard and always be forgiving them. Mm-hmm. And, and not just forgiving them, but letting them win sometimes. Um, and this isn't strictly parenting related, but it, it came into play with parenting. And so it was this, um, this aspect of my journey with, with Christ that uh, was going on inside of my parent inside of my fatherhood but then also outside of it. And so it kind of interplayed or interacted with each other and kind of came to a head recently. And, and there was a moment of acute frustration where I was like, this is so unbelievably difficult, where I wasn't like, like yelling at God, but I was yelling in his direction. It was like, again, when Andy is yelling at Aaron, he's like, I am not angry at you. This is misguided anger. <laughs> I am so sorry. It felt like that. We're like I was angry, and I knew that it was being directed at God, but He wasn't deserving of the anger, and I knew oh, that, exactly. but I was still angry.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, that was a very long-winded answer, so I apologize. Okay. What about you?
0: Uh, I can't think of a time. Oh, but then like... it
1: ended very well. Okay, so I had this. I had, like was honest about it, mm-hmm. and when I was finally honest about all of these feelings of frustration that I had been feeling under the surface for so mm-hmm. long I was able to have that to take that little piece of the armor of God and like fit it into place mm-hmm. and so now I feel like it is a deep part of me where it wasn't as wasn't before until I recognized that I was
2: frustrated and angry sorry yeah isn't it yeah. isn't it beautiful mm-hmm. though just like after all of that all of like the rage and the frustration mm-hmm. and everything being thrown at God he's just like okay I'm glad you learned that I yeah. love you.
0: Keep going. Oh, I know, and then he still like, loves us. I
2: love you too. You turn around.
4: <laughs> <over. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: okay. So I can't think of a time like during parenting necessarily, um, but parent dish related. Um, when we have gone through both of the miscarriages, I feel like those were the times where it was like. I was so angry that I wouldn't let him comfort me. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I just kept feeling like, this is your plan. Like, you have commanded us to multiply and replenish the earth, and I'm freaking trying, and then you take it away. And, like, like, that just, like, made me so angry that for a long time I wouldn't, like, I didn't want him to comfort me. Because I feel like, I felt like, like, I don't even know what I felt like. I was just mad.
1: You talk about what you felt like when you saw other people that were like having unwanted babies and
0: oh well yeah because I mean I felt like in the in the moments or like in the times where we were going through that suddenly I kept hearing about all of these people that were like getting pregnant on accident or like frustrated that they got pregnant or getting pregnant out of wedlock and um, or aborting babies and it was just like my anger was just bubbling over at like how come they get to do this or like they get to fulfill your commandment when there really shouldn't be or like um or they're like aborting babies and i am going to bring one into this world and love it to death and teach it the gospel maybe
1: that's a death that might not be the best (laughs) we're juxtaposing (laughs) your pregnancy with abortion, loving the baby to death not the right thing
0: no no i mean love it like crazy Um, and teach it love them to life life. (laughs) 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 and then like teach it the gospel and be like the best mom I can be for it and you're not making that happen in fact like you took it away and so that was like very very frustrating for me but I think like Anna was saying earlier once you humble yourself um, it changes Mm -hmm. and I think in the moments of that humility it's like it's the turning point. And so once you can get to that I don't know what brings you there though, honestly. Like the, the, the point of becoming humble.
1: Yeah, like the watershed moment.
0: Yeah, I don't really I don't really know. Maybe it's like the breaking point of all of the anger and frustration. Um, but
2: Do you think the anger and frustration is like part of Heavenly Father's plan? Like that, he not that he wants us to be angry and frustrated, but that it's like
0: he knows that it's gonna. He knows he hopes maybe that it's gonna bring us to. I think
1: everyone's journey with God looks different, honestly, and I think some people Mm -hmm. need that. And if you, I, if you're honest with yourself, every one of us have needed something else at different times in our lives. Mm -hmm. And so I look at my life, and sometimes I've needed that kind of uh, acute frustration. Yeah. To Mm. solidify a doctrinal principle.
3: I've. Mm I saw a quote, um, it talks about all the different emotions, like recognizing the emotions, resentment, bitterness, anger and with each emotion it says what you're missing, so what you can bring to the table after you feel those emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Do you remember what yeah. they were? What they were?
3: Well, like anger is um you're missing you're missing who your perception of yourself and and the perception others have for you, so recognizing what your perspective is of yourself and being able to change that perspective mm-hmm. will help you feel less angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's interesting. Well,
0: um, yeah. So I mean, I don't want to leave off on like the bad, like I never got better. Like obviously I got better, but um, I think like the my frustrations came to a breaking point and that's when I was able to humble myself and actually turn to him for comfort. And I just, I do regret that it took longer than I would like to say, but yeah. I love you. I love you too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So hun, uh, think about your takeaways. Uh,
0: there were too many. Okay. I would think, (laughs) I think we have two.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh, I'll say one. You can go now. to my other one, and you can say your next one. Okay. Okay. First takeaway um, I, the, it's kind of about this frustration with God thing or being angry at God. Mm-hmm. Uh, first thing is, I don't want anybody to feel like they are a terrible person if they're angry with God. It I happens think to everybody. It happens to everybody. And I think you need to be genuine in your feelings with God. Mm-hmm. Um, only when we are genuine in our relationship with God can we truly progress. So if you're lying to yourself about actually or if you're lying yourself and saying you're never angry with him or you're never frustrated with him, he's gonna have that, you know, classic moment you see in the movies where he's like, just yell at me so we can get over this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I also don't want to
0: encourage people to be. Encourage people to be angry with <laughs> God. Or like
1: yeah. there's this uh, kind of this idea of like this false uh, sincerity of belief or false testimony where you think that oh so I have to have these like emotionally intense experiences with God all the time so I'm gonna make myself mad at God or Right.
0: I'm, no. If you you don't you've don't never been to. angry with God, that's great. Like
1: yeah, if like, you've
0: genuinely never felt that fantastic. We're yeah, not yeah. encouraging you to
1: yeah, look for those. Don't look moments. for those moments. <laughs> yeah, no. So I I don't want you what I want to emphasize is that we need to be genuine in our relationship with God. Whatever Mm -hmm. that means, genuine with our emotions, we still strive to have our best emotions in our relationship with God, just like we strive to have our best emotions in play in our relationships outside, or like in our relationships with our spouses or our friends or our family members, Mm -hmm. our children. We still make the effort to bring forth the best emotions, but we have to be honest about what our emotions are. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's my first takeaway. Be, be genuine, don't force it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but don't hide it.
0: Mm-hmm. So one of my big takeaways comes from, I mean, by now we've definitely cut this episode into two. Um, yes. So it, it com, comes from the first part of the episode, if that's okay? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so I really liked when we talked about expectations and like kind of communication. I think something that I've learned from it is to make sure that We are communicating about our expectations, um, especially if we're feeling like we have some resentment, because if you don't talk about it, then it just builds up, and then you freaking cry a lot. (laughs) I do. And then I just, like, make up excuses, and I just, like, lash out at Andrew, and so I don't want to do that. So, if I can just keep all of the lines of communication open Mm -hmm. and talk about expectations.
1: I think another one that I thought was an interesting point that came up, that I hadn't thought of before, was this idea of us, uh, idolizing, parent figures in our childhood.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was my other one too. Oh, Okay. So yeah.
1: Well, will you share it then.
0: Okay. Well, just just knowing that um, that the people that you look up to or like, quote unquote, idolize, um, you don't see them in the moments that you're having when you have raised your voice at your kids or you are hiding in the bathroom and crying because Mm -hmm. you don't want them to see you cry or you don't want them to bug you while you cry. Um, Or both. (laughs) But, yeah, or both. Um, But that you don't see, like, I never saw that in my own mom. Like, I just thought she was perfect and great and just this amazing mom. And it's only been until recently kind of like what Anna was saying that she's admitted, like, I didn't know what I was doing. Like, you were the guinea pig. I, like, you turned out this way by luck. Like, good thing you're good. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, as, I mean, growing up, I never really saw anything that... Would show otherwise. Right, yeah. 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 I just yeah. thought she was amazing.
1: And kind of on top of that, our memory of our parents starts at about yeah, five, right? that too. And <laughs> so, like, your memory of your of your mother for for you two specifically mm-hmm. starts after they already have five years of experience. And so even if you're comparing, comparing yourself to your mother's at that point, mm-hmm. like they already have five years of experience on you. And for you, Anna, cause you're not the oldest, it's even longer of mm-hmm. mothering experience. Well, like seven, eight years.
3: Well, they're um, all really close together, right? I'm only a year younger than. Okay, Julie. So like
1: six, let's say six years. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she had like six years of experience three of mothering
4: at that point.
1: Yeah. Before, <laughs> you remember anything for, about her mothering right. mm-hmm. and so you're comparing yourself now at eight months of mothering <laughs> experience to <laughs> yeah. where she was at six years of, of three <laughs> child mothering experience
0: right. yeah. mm-hmm. and I think I'm not saying that it's bad to have like a role model or a um, someone that you look up to mm. as a parent figure um, not like your own parent figure could be but like an example of good parenting that you want to be. Um, because I think it's healthy to have someone that you can look up to and learn from, but just recognize that they are not perfect and that they've gone through a lot to get to this good place that you see them in. And they also are probably struggling with things that you don't know about. Right. So mm. that's cool. my takeaway too.
1: Well, thank you too for agreeing to be on with us for this episode that turned out to be two episodes and longer than we were expecting, but I think it was great. I think we went where the spirit was leading us.
2: I think so too. I'll accept my payment in Venmo.
4: <laughs> okay, I'm just We don't pay <laughs> anything. You
1: guys don't pay us anything, so how are we supposed to pay them? <laughs> Such a jokester. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, I think a great takeaway from this is that Heavenly Father is intimately engaged in everything we do, mm-hmm. uh, parenting especially. Yeah. Uh, and we know that uh, parenting looks different for so many of us. Like we said at the beginning... Uh, Logan's fatherhood is very different from the fatherhood of all those other people he looks up to. And your parenthood is different than the parenthood of anybody else. And the only person who understands that perfectly is our Savior Jesus Christ. And he is engaged in, in your parenthood and he is going to use it to make you more like him.
0: Amen. Any any fun? No, that was great.
1: All right, guys. Yeah. We love you.
0: We love you. Take care.
1: Okay. Keep the faith.
0: Bye. Bye.